Then we talked last week about transformation of vision, how we see, what we see in our world today. And I think it's important that as we begin this message today, I think it's so important that we understand that from the very beginning that the ministry of Jesus is a ministry of transformation. It's not just a ministry of incremental improvement or just making you just a little bit better, but the ministry of Jesus is a ministry of transformation. Since the fall in the garden, mankind has been bound by the effects of sin. Things like hatred and greed and anger and racism and fear, hopelessness, addiction, sexual perversion, and all uh, of, of the things that go along with those things. And all of those things ultimately lead to death. Everybody say to death. As a matter of fact, Benjamin Franklin famously said in discussing the Constitution, it looks stable, but the only sure things are death and taxes. Come on, somebody. We won't talk about taxes today. All of these things led to death. As a matter of fact, Romans chapter 6, verse 23 clearly declares to us that the wages of sin is death. All of us, all of us were subject to that. All of us had to deal with that from every, every person that has ever been born, ever entered into this world, faced this uh, future, this certain future of death. But from the moment that God robed himself in flesh and stepped foot on this earth, transformation began to take place. Matthew chapter 4, verse number 23 says this, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. And then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and Jesus healed them. The ministry of Jesus is a ministry of transformation. It's a ministry of total and complete transformation. There's something, there's something about life that can be kind of claustrophobic. Anybody, anybody suffer from claustrophobia in this room? I mean, it's miserable, right? It's miserable when you feel like it's, everything is closing in and there's no way of escape. There's no way out. It's always going to be like this. I'm always going to be like this. There's no opportunity for change. But when Jesus showed up, he wanted to let every single person on this planet know it might have been this way for a long time. You might have been born this way. You might have been raised in this condition. But when Jesus shows up, anything is possible. Come on, I've come to tell somebody, you're not stuck. It doesn't always have to be like this because Jesus is a God of transformation. 
First thing it says, it says that Jesus healed all of their sicknesses and it says he heals, healed all of their diseases. These are two separate things that Jesus was doing here. That first word, when it says he healed all their sicknesses, it's a word for a chronic disorder, something that they've been dealing with for a long time. And when it says he healed all of their diseases, the word diseases means a temporary disorder of the body. I got good news for somebody in this room today. Come on, anybody getting old? <laughs> anybody? I, I don't know about you, but I find myself saying, well, I didn't used to have this condition. I didn't used to feel this way. Well, guess what? You didn't used to be 50 years old. <laughs> Hello? There's some things that you're dealing with right now that are temporary things. There are things that happen because I, I hate to break it to you. Y'all look so good today. hate to break it to you, but y'all getting old. <laughs> y'all getting old. It's just, it's just, I mean, there's two options. You either get old or you don't. And if you're going to get old, you're going to deal with some stuff. You're going to deal with some aches and pains. And you're going to deal with some conditions and some things that come out of nowhere. Can I get a witness from somebody? But there's also some people in this room that you struggled with things and dealt with things from the time you came out of mama's womb. You had some issues and some problems and some troubles and, and some physical conditions in your life. I've just come to declare in the name of Jesus that Jesus has the power to heal whatever affliction... I just wonder if there's anybody in this room that still believes that Jesus heals all of our diseases. I've come to declare on Easter 2022 that I still believe that God has power over every sickness, over cancer, over every affliction. God can heal all of your diseases. It's not hopeless for you, man. It's not hopeless for you, sir. Jesus has the power. I feel my help coming on right now. I feel, I feel the Holy. I know it's Easter and I'm supposed to. Amen. I know I'm supposed to behave myself because you've got family members and you're like, oh, Jesus, please don't let Pastor go crazy today. I got family here and I don't want them to think that I'm crazy. Please let Pastor calm down. Listen, I'm sorry. I had three donut holes this morning. ADHD is on another level right now. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you what's better. I'm going to tell you what's better than the energy I got from three donut holes. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel the presence of God in this place. And I feel like Jesus wants me to tell somebody in this house right now, you walked in here thinking there's no... You walked in here thinking there's no hope for you. There's no way out for you. But I've come to tell you, all it takes is one moment, an encounter with Jesus, and he can change your life. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the psychiatrist said. I don't care what the counselor said. They don't know Jesus like I know Jesus. Amen. That's right. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. And when you get into a place where miracles start happening, can I take, can I just, is it okay if I just say something? If I just, just say, what is this? 
Here's the issue, I think, in Christianity today. If we have made it so weak, we have, we have, we have made it so weak. We, in, 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 in Christianity as a whole, we've made it, we just said, Jesus isn't healing people anymore. He's not delivering people anymore. You just come follow some rules and then you get to go to heaven. Can I just tell you right now, Jesus is bigger than that child of God. My Bible tells me Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, next month, next decade. If he doesn't come back next century, I'm telling you, Jesus does not change and he has power to heal all of our diseases. Come on, there needs to be some testimonies in this room that if it had not been for the healing hand of Jesus on your life, you wouldn't be here today. If it... Come on, somebody. Jesus is a healer. Yes, he is. And what happens is, this is why the church needs to experience a demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. Paul said, Paul said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. But he also said this. He said, when I came to the Corinthian church, I came not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I came with the demonstration of the Holy Ghost that your faith would stand in the power of God. Come on, somebody. We need a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. We need folks walking in with cancer. We need folks walking in with blind eyes and deaf ears. And we need to watch the power of the Holy Ghost transform them because faith starts to rise. The reason we give these testimonies today is because we want you to know that God is still in the transforming business so that faith would arise in this place. Because here's the deal. When you find something good, you want to tell everybody about it. Right? I mean, why do you think I preach about city barbecue so much? My God, when you, when you found a good thing, when you have found the supper of the lamb, right, right. I want everybody to know. Come on, somebody. You find a deal, you find a, 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 a sale that's going on, you want to tell everybody about the good thing that you found. When's the last time you got so excited about Jesus that you walked into the grocery store and you checking out your groceries and you looked at the lady checking out your groceries and you said, I know this is going to sound weird, but I just need to tell you something. Jesus is powerful. I just need, come on, when you, when's the last time you walked up to your neighbor and said, hey, I just got to tell you something. The other day, I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills, but I went to prayer and don't you know Jesus showed up right I wonder if there's anybody in this room right now that has some testimonies that God healed your body, that God touched oh, that God touched your mind, that God put your life back together, that God provided for you miraculously. I think you ought to give God some praise in this house right now and testify so that everybody in this room knows God's still on the throne. Come on, I want my 
neighbor to know God's still good. God's still powerful. God's still on the throne. See, words started getting out, y'all. Words started getting out. Jesus healing all the people. And the Bible says they went out and they brought sick people. You know any sick people? They brought out, uh, out those that were uh, with diseases that caused torment by pain. Anybody got some back pain in this room? Okay. They brought, they brought devil-possessed people. Right, right, right. Now, I've known some people that just act like the devil. But I've also, I, whether you know it or not, there's some folks that hell has come inside and taken possession over them. I'm just going to declare, I just, I just feel like being a little wild on today. And I just want you to know in Jesus' name, the devil has no power and no authority over any. The power of the blood of Jesus is more powerful than any demon in hell. There's not a devil in hell that can hold you bound, that can hold you captive. Oh, come on. I wish somebody would help me preach right now. We need to let hell know, you don't have power over my, hand, my family. You don't have power over my home. You don't... Devil is a lie. So your kid acting like a devil, bring them to Jesus and see if they just acting like a devil or maybe somehow something got in there. They brought the devil possessed people. They brought what they called lunatics. These were people that were having seizures. They didn't, the, the word means basically we don't know even what's going on, but something ain't right. And they brought these folks to Jesus and they brought paralyzed people, people that couldn't do for themselves, people that couldn't walk, people that couldn't move. Come on, somebody. Now, I'm preaching this in both the physical and the spiritual sense because I think there are people that are sick in their soul, that are sick in their spirit. I think there are people that hell has been tormenting you. I think there's some, my God in heaven, we're just going to flow in the Holy Ghost today. I think there's some people in this room right now, hell has been, in, has been attacking your mind so bad that you literally have told people, I feel like I'm about to lose my mind. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling you in Jesus' name. And I've just come to declare in the name of Jesus, he has no power over you. That, that stuff got to go today. It's got to go today. He has no power. He has no authority. There are some people in this room that you don't even know what's wrong with you. There's stuff going on in your life, in your heart, in your emotions, in your body that you don't even know what's happening. You don't even know what to call it. And there's some people that can't move for yourself. You feel like you've been paralyzed spiritually. But the Bible says when they brought him to Jesus, Jesus transformed them all. care what you came in here with today I've just come to declare in the mighty name of Jesus he's got the answer and you can leave this place forever altered and changed by God he transformed them all he transformed them all in Jesus name can you imagine can you imagine 
what the disciples must have felt. They watch Jesus. Jesus shows up. And Jesus is healing all the lunatics. I wish Jesus would heal some lunatics in our world, wouldn't you? Jesus heals all the lunatics. He's healing all the broken people. Devil-possessed people are getting delivered. He's raising the dead. He's open-blinded eyes. He's, he's, listen, he's speaking to the winds, the storms, and peace is coming in the middle of the storm. And the disciples are saying, look, we've seen him multiply fishes and loaves, and we've seen him heal the dead or raise the dead and heal the sick and open blind eyes, but we ain't never seen nothing like what's happening right now. And that they're thinking, man, we, we, this is, there's no way that anybody can do what Jesus is doing unless he is who he says he is. Right? What manner of man is this that even the winds obey his voice? He's got to be God manifest in the flesh. And so they're sold out. Peter tells Jesus, I'll, go to, I'll die for you. I'll give my life for you because I'm so convinced. When Jesus turns around and, and, and he's preaching, he, he's, he, he's doing all these miracles. Everybody's following. Big crowd's coming. Come on, somebody. Big crowd's following Jesus. And Jesus whips around and he looks at him and says, and let you eat, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can't be a part of the kingdom of God. And the Bible says that many turned and walked away and, and, and refused to follow him anymore. And Jesus whips around and looks at his disciples and he said, now, if you want to go, this would be a good time for you to go as well. And here's what Peter said. Where in God's name am I going to go to find somebody like you? Come on, somebody. Where am I going to go to find somebody that has, I may not understand it all. I may not understand everything that you're talking about, but here's what I know. You are who you said you were. God manifest in the flesh. Messiah has finally come after thousands of years and they're ready to die for Jesus. Can you imagine the confusion that got into their spirits? When all of a sudden they come and drag Jesus off from the garden. They whip him and beat him. They drag him through a kangaroo court. They take him up carrying that that cross up Golgotha's hill. They nail his hands and his feet to the cross. They put the crown of thorns on his head. You know there was something inside of those disciples that had to be thinking. Surely Jesus is going to do something. I don't know what he's going to do, but surely Jesus is about to do something to come out of this situation. Even though Jesus had told them, they're going to kill me. He said, three days, they're going to destroy this temple, but in three days, I'm going to raise it up. And they missed it every single time. You know they had to be thinking, God, surely Jesus is going to do something to change this situation. Anybody ever felt like that? Surely Jesus is going to change it. Surely Jesus is going to show up. And he does not show up when you want him to. Can you imagine what they must have been thinking and feeling when all of a sudden the earth started trembling and the darkness filled covered the earth and Jesus declared, it is finished. Can't imagine what they had to be thinking. We left everything to follow you. We, 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 we walked with you through all of your ministry. We saw everything that you did. How in the world is this even possible? 
And they're hiding, hiding from the crowds, hiding from people, trying to figure out everything that's going on until these ladies, Mary and the other Mary, decide to make a little trip to the tomb because they wanted to see Jesus one last time. And when they got there, the Bible says that they met an angel. And the angel spoke to them. And they, they, the, 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 the guards were laying there like dead men. And the angel spoke to the Marys. And he said, Mary, listen, I know that you're afraid. I know that you're, not, you're unsure about everything that's going on. But I want to give you an invitation. I know you think Jesus is in that tomb. But I don't, want you, I don't want you just to take my word for it. I don't want you just to, just to assume that what I'm telling you is the truth. I want you to come and see that Jesus is alive and well. I want you to experience it for yourself. Because right now you're bound by fear. Right now you're bound by confusion. Right now you're bound by frustration. But if you just will step inside the empty tomb for a moment, you will recognize and realize that the God who opened blinded eyes and unstopped deaf ears has raised himself from the dead. Nobody on the planet, listen to me, nobody on the planet ever, not one time, Every single person from Adam until Jesus faced the consequences of death. And you can say, well, what about Enoch and Elijah? Well, they were still taken out of this earth. They didn't come back. Once their life was finished, it was over. God just gave them a separate exit strategy than everybody else. But for everybody else, everybody had, a, had, a, had, had, had you know, the, two, the two dates on the tombstone, had the birth date and the date of death, every single person until Jesus showed up. You want to know why? Listen to me, church. I won't preach for just a little while. I'm going to tell you why. Because Jesus wanted you to know that he's more than just an, a blind eye opener. He's more than just somebody that can heal your diseases. Right. Jesus wanted you to know that the stronghold of death has been broken over your life. You are no longer subject to the authority and to the power of death because, oh, come on, I wish somebody would help me right now. Jesus wanted you to know that death and all the things associated with that, not just a temporary uh, 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 silencing of those things, uh, but permanently Jesus said, oh, death, where is thy sting? See, here's the deal. I could pass the microphone around right now and everybody in this room could tell the Easter story. You know the Easter story. But there's a difference between knowing the Easter story and getting an invitation to an empty tomb. Jesus doesn't want you just to hear come into church on another Sunday and hear the preacher talk again about Jesus being resurrected from the dead. You know what Jesus is doing right now to every single person in this room? Jesus is saying, listen, I know you're afraid. I know you're battling depression. I know you're battling addiction. I know you're battling hopelessness, but I just want to give you an invitation right now. And I want, I want to take you someplace and I want to show you an empty tomb to let you know that, you ha that I have paid the price in full. 
fall and you can be liberated and set free from whatever it is that is holding you captive right now. Come on, child of God. I've just come to declare in the name of Jesus, he is alive and he's victorious and he's extending to you an invitation. Come and see that I have all power in heaven and earth. Come and see that I'm alive and well. An invitation to an empty tomb means that transformation is still possible today. An invitation to an empty tomb means that you don't have to be bound by fear. It means you don't have to feel hopeless today. It means that you can be a better father and a better husband. It means that you can feel better in your body and be healed from your diseases. The empty tomb today means that you can be liberated from the things that have held you captive. Come here, Brother Walker. Come here, Janelle. Come here, Zima. Where's John? 